Belinda Audio presents this unabridged recording of Left Shoe and the Foundling, written and read by Annie O'Dowd. Chapter 1. About Sea Dogs Let me tell you about the sea dogs. You probably haven't heard of us because humans hardly ever see a sea dog. We live by the sea in complex burrows near the sand. We're cheerful and social by nature, but also shy, especially of humans. Perhaps you have noticed a little driftwood door under a tree, or seen a scurry of brown fur out of the corner of your eye. Once I saw some humans pick up a pair of sea dog trousers forgotten on the sand and marvel at their small hand-stitched seams. They must have puzzled over the round hole at the back, which is, of course, for the sea dog's stumpy tail. Humans, as far as I know, don't have tails. Sea dog burrows are hidden. They're nestled into the grasses, secreted under rocks and obscured by shady trees. These underground homes are always by the sea. They're gathered in villages, which are dotted here and there along the coastlines around the world. I would draw you a map, but I'm not really sure of their exact locations. I only know that we're often visited by sea dogs from other villages, sometimes from lands far across the sea. Our village, where this story takes place, is called Foamy Bay. Foamy Bay curves its wide stretch of sand around a quiet cove and then runs northwards to a rocky headland. The water is cool green in the shallows, but dark blue near the horizon, where the wind blows the tops of the waves into foamy peaks. On the edge of the beach, many little boats are pulled up next to the protection of spreading casuarina trees. Under their pale branches is a tangle of burrows. These small mounds are built on both sides of a narrow river. Altogether, there are 23 families in Foamy Bay Village, a total of 238 sea dogs at last count. Although the entrances to our homes are well concealed, inside they're rather like human houses. There is a kitchen, sitting room and fireplace. Sea dogs cook their food on a wood-burning stove. We use pots and plates just as you do. In a burrow like this, live Blue Bottle and Old Cork Sandborough. You might think these names sound strange, but you will soon learn the special way in which we sea dogs receive our names. Blue Bottle and Old Cork's cosy burrow lies behind a low, sloping sand dune beneath some casuarina trees. Their small driftwood front door is only about the size of your school desk. When opened, a round room is revealed. Small circular windows lighten it by day. At night, candles or lanterns spread their warm glow. There is a scrubbed kitchen table and a colourful rug on the floor. The earth walls are painted with whitewash and decorated with all kinds of things found at the edge of the sea. Bits of old rope, fishing net and useful pieces of plastic are carefully placed between family portraits.
there are cabinets stuffed with books. Against one wall sits a jumbled row of sacks. These contain grass seed flour or seaweed sugar. Baskets of dried fish and sea vegetables are stacked under a sturdy wooden bench by the window, where a shutter is usually pushed open to the breeze. There are comfy chairs arranged around the warm iron stove. On the opposite side of the little room, which sea dogs call a snug, a tunnel leads to darker parts of the burrow. It is altogether a delightful home, comfortable and safe. I wish you could see such a place, but it's rare for a human child ever to meet a sea dog. It is here in this burrow that the story begins. It's a very exciting story in which you will meet the most carnivorous creature in the ocean, a monster so gruesome and dangerous that you'll be frightened.